You are listening to the Front Porch Anarchast. We hope you enjoy the broadcast. Like and share our page at Front Porch Anarchast on Facebook. From the Gray Homestead Studios, this is yet another Sunday night edition of Front Porch Anarchast. In this episode, I'd like to discuss theft, taxation, and how taxation is theft. I know I've been here before, I've done this before, you may have heard me do this before, but if you're new to the ideas of true freedom and anarchy, maybe it's worth listening to again. Maybe you haven't heard me talk about it. Maybe you've never even heard the expression taxation is theft. And to some hardcore statists, that's just like walking up and slapping them in the face to say that taxation is theft. Because, hey, we've all been taught all of our lives. The only two things you can be assured of in life is taxation and death, right? Taxes and death. But, you know, there there are other ways to fund the things that uh, that need to be funded. So, before I really get into that, though, um, I'd like to remind everybody that, yes, we do sell t-shirts. Yes, we do sell vinyl decals. We can do some custom jobs. We don't print the vinyl decals. We cut them out. So, they're pretty much a one-color deal. Um, The t-shirts, we have a little more leeway with those. We do cut those out of vinyl as well, but we can also do screen printing and with the vinyl t-shirts, it's a lot easier to to do multiple colors, even with the vinyl. So if you have a need for any decals or t-shirts, be sure to send us a message. Even if you don't, maybe you could just share the page. Maybe somebody could, could use some of those uh, decals and t-shirts. You know, some of them are interesting. Some of them make a pretty good conversation starters. Some would probably get the back glass busted out of your car. But, you know, hey, maybe you're edgy that way. Oh, how about a Homestead Anarchy update? We are trying to be more self-sufficient. We have lived off-grid before. We've never had much luck with growing things. Our off-grid cabin is in the middle of the woods, so there's not a lot of sunlight there. The soil is really poor. And, uh, you know, we tried, we experimented, we did get some things to grow, but we surely were not going to feed ourselves there. And we're taking advantage of the uh, the place we're living in now. And we're going at it full throttle. Jennifer has managed to plant quite a large garden with seeds, and she's got things coming up now. There's potatoes, garlic, onions. Um, Some snow peas are coming up. We have radishes coming up. Maybe some broccoli and other things too. And those are just the things that we planted as seeds in the garden. We still have over 200 plants that are currently inside our house under grow lights at night. And during the daytime, we put them out so that they can get regular sunlight. So this will be interesting to see if we can 
actually grow any food this year. And we're hoping uh, to grow enough that we can either sell it or share it with, uh, with the people here in the community. This week, to support that garden, we had to um, we had to bring in some uh, some wood. We were making raised beds, and that turned into uh, quite the quite the chore. But everything worked out. A little sawmill down here by the house, and they had some scrap cross tie material, like the ends that they cut off of the cross ties before they're treated. So we had to put a uh, we had to put a trailer hitch on the back of the Jeep, go get a trailer. While we did that, we went ahead and bought a big dog kennel. It's a 10-foot by 10-foot chain-link kennel so we can bring Boomer up here and let the landlord meet him and show that, yes, he's a pit bull, but no, he's not going to hurt anybody. And then, um, that we actually do have a method of keeping him up. We have to keep the dog up. He eats everything, so... It's not like we could just let him run loose anyway. So there's zero chance that Boomer's going to hurt anybody. And even if he wanted to, he couldn't get to him. So he barks sometimes. And you can get him riled up enough that he'll howl and carry on. But he's not barking to be mean. He just wants to be petted. So, um, so anyway, we brought the kennel in. And as soon as we got the kennel unloaded, we went and picked up the scrap wood, brought the wood. As soon as we got the wood unloaded, they were ready with a load of sawdust for us, some uh, decomposing sawdust. Got that back and got it unloaded just before the bottom dropped out of the storms that day. It was a it was a long day, but you know what? We got it done, and our garden is uh, coming right along. So enough of the uh, enough of the preliminaries. We could get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is theft, taxation, and how taxation is theft. Now, if you agree with me already, this is going to be pretty boring, probably. Maybe not there toward the end, but if you're new to the ideas of freedom and anarchy, yeah, maybe it's a Maybe it's a, a a nice exercise here. First of all, what is theft? And what I did is I just pulled up some, I just Googled theft here and came up with some definitions. Here's one that says theft, noun, the action or crime of stealing. But that doesn't really tell me much, right? It does say that the synonyms for that are robbery, stealing, thieving, larceny, thievery, robbing, pilfering, pilferage, purloining. Here's a definition from uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Definition of theft: the act of stealing, specifically the uh, the act of stealing, specifically the felonious taking and removing of personal property with intent to deprive the rightful owner of it, an unlawful taking, as by embezzlement or burglary, of property. Britannica.com defines theft as the physical removal of an object that is capable of being stolen without the consent of the owner and with the intention of depriving the owner of it permanently. The thief need not intend to keep the property himself, 
An intention to destroy it, sell it, or abandon it in circumstances where it will not be found is sufficient. All right, so do we have we we get that right? Theft, pretty much taking somebody's stuff without their consent. Consent seems to be one of the pillars of deciding whether taking something is theft. If I if I give you something and you take it, then that's not theft. If I don't give it to you, if you just take it from me, then it's theft, right? And then, what is taxation? And I just pulled some definitions of this, too. Taxation. From something called Investopedia. This just popped up when I googled it. It was one of the first things that came up. Taxation is a term for when a taxing authority, usually a government, levies or imposes a tax. The term taxation applies to all types of involuntary levies, from in, from income to capital gains to estate taxes. Wikipedia defines tax as a mandatory financial charge or some other type of... And then there's just an ellipses there. And here's one from Britannica.com. Taxation, imposition of compulsory levies on individuals or entities by governments. So pretty much what it's saying here is is that taxation is mandatory. It is compulsory. They don't mention anything at all about consent here, consent of the person who's been taxed. And I find that very telling. I mean, come on. the One of the tenets of theft is it's non-consensual, and, and this is just talking about compulsory and mandatory. It's not... Taxes, evidently, evidently, it doesn't matter if you consent to those or not. So, to me, that's that's theft, right? Why wouldn't, why would, wouldn't, why would, uh, why would taxation not be theft? Well, first of all, why, why is taxation theft? Um, I think we pretty much, uh, in the definitions there alone, it, it's self-evident. It's it's taking somebody something from somebody without their consent, right? But when I look at Wikipedia and ask about taxation and theft, Wikipedia says the position that taxation is immoral because it is a form of theft is a viewpoint found in a number of radical political philosophies, such as libertarian libertarianism. Voluntarists, anarcho-capitalists, as well as objectivists and monarchists and libertarians, libertarians see taxation as a clear violation of the non-aggression principle. All right, so I guess it's a it's a radical political philosophy. Libertarianism is radical. Um, I would think that libertarianism, voluntarism, anarchy, I would think that all of those are pretty much, I mean, I, if you put some thought into it, they're not really radical political philosophies, unless, unless you're one of these, uh, statists who, you know, they just believe in the, in the Democrat, Republican uh, dichotomy. I can see I can see where those kind of people might think that, you know, thinking that people should be free is radical, is a radical political philosophy, but 
but I, I just wanted to bring this up that that evidently taxation is theft is a uh, it's a radical political philosophy of sorts. I do like this one meme about why taxation is theft. And if you bear with me here, I know you can't see it. I know there's a possibility that you have seen it. Can't see it right now, of course. Um, column two, two different columns here. Column on the left, the um, top statement: "What makes sex not rape?" Second column says consent. First column: "What makes a job not slavery?" Second column: consent. What makes a transaction not robbery? Consent. What makes taxation not theft? Magical fairy dust. That's pretty much the only way that you can get that you can get to taxation not being theft. You have to really do some mental gymnastics. One of the ways I've seen people try to make taxation not theft is by reworking the definition of theft so that consent is replaced with the word unlawful. So I think even maybe up here it said something about the unlawful taking. Right, in the in the Merriam-Webster Merriam Dictionary definition, the second part of the definition says an unlawful taking. So I have heard people say that, well, taxation isn't theft because... There's no law against it. In fact, you know, there's there's statutes and regulations written saying how it's done. So it's not unlawful. But you know what? That's just mental gymnastics there because we all know that theft that that theft is the absence of consent. And if there's not consent, it's theft. The only logical way is that it's not theft is that government owns you. You know, I don't think they own me. I know that if I don't do what they tell me to, that there will be severe consequences for that in most cases. So I try to do what they tell me to do because I don't want to go in a cage. So I, I guess if if I am a slave to government, then, yeah, everything I own belongs to them anyway. So, yeah, they can take it. And I'm sorry if that offends some of uh, some of you who may not have really thought about freedom or or ever really considered what it means to be free. But yeah, I mean you're either free or you're not, and free people are free, and people who aren't free. I mean, what else is there? They they belong to somebody else, right? Which is basic slavery. And and you know what? I mean, I'm not even trying to compare my plight with with people who were actually actually had chains around their necks and their hands and shipped off to a different country to labor for somebody else. What I am saying is, though, is that government, it puts a claim to about, what, 35, somewhere between 35 and 50% of what I do earn. And the only way I earn money is to do labor. So they're they're saying that they own somewhere between 35 and 50% of me. And that sucks. I don't even understand how 
I don't understand how people can can feel that way. And and so many people agree with that kind of thought process. And there was another conversation where um, where a man and he does a he's a at least sometimes he's a co-host on a on a talk show out of Little Rock. We've had some social media discussions back and forth. And he claims that some taxation is okay, but other taxation is theft. Now, I think that's kind of an interesting take on the subject. Interesting in... Not in the opinion, because I think the opinion itself is wrong, right? I mean, you you can't be... It, Taxation is either theft or it's not. It's it's like the, you know, being a little bit pregnant. How are you a little bit pregnant? You're not. You're either pregnant or you're not. But he's pretty he's pretty um, adamant about this. He says that as long as um, as long as the taxation is to fund something that is essential, something that. Well, for instance, let's take policing. He says that that that's it's okay to tax somebody for policing because government is providing a service, and since you are reaping the benefits of that service, that you should pay for it. Okay, I'm not even trying to get out of the road issue. All right, I have to drive on the roads. I have to buy gas. There's tax. There's taxes worked into the gas, and right now. The only way to pay for the roads or to maintain the roads is for government to decide which roads need to be maintained, and then they dole out the money that's taken from the taxes. Well, they take their cut, and they pay all their politicians and their bureaucrats and their administrators, um, people who clean the toilets for those people and everything. They pay them first, and then whatever money's left over, they use to contract road work out to different contracting companies, right? The people who actually do the work. I think it'd be interesting. I've never looked at it, but I think it'd be interesting to see how much government skims right off the top of that just for operating costs. I know it's like 30 to 40 cents a gallon that I'm paying on uh, for taxes. I'd like to see how much of that money actually goes to to maintaining the roads, but yeah, I'm getting way off on a tangent there. But policing, policing's a different story. I mean, I can prove that, hey, the road between my house and where I work is drivable because I drive it every day. So if I have to pay taxes for that, as long as as long as government's in charge, fine, I'm going to pay taxes for that. I'd love to see it go to a private system. I'm pretty sure that if it went to some sort of a private system, then either the gas tax would drop or the roads would be even better. But let's take policing. Policing is not so measurable, right? I don't know how effective policing is. I've just I've read a couple of um or at least one major Supreme Court decision that that the police don't even have a duty to protect me. I saw one that just came out of that Florida shooting at the school, what was it last year? But the ruling came out that, yeah, hey, that cop was okay for not trying to protect anybody. It's not his duty to protect. 
go figure. You would think, you know, paying police, you would think that would be part of his job, but it's not. So what service does a police department provide me? If I call them and to come out and investigate a robbery at my house, I could see where I would need to pay for that. I mean, that makes sense to me. Or if, uh, you know, somebody's trying to kill me and I call the police and they show up at my house and they get rid of the guy. That's, you know, that's understandable. I would pay for that. What I'm not sure why I have to pay is for every other minute of the day that I don't have, I don't use police services. But let's just say for a minute that, okay, you know, police can, well, let's take, you know, I call the police because some madman is trying to get in my house to, you know, do whatever to me or to my family. I call the police, the police come out, and they give me a bill. Let's just say they billed me for that. Why, why couldn't I call somebody else to come take care of that if the... If, if this somebody else charges less. Well, police, the government, won't let me do that, right? Because they claim a monopoly on that use of force. I could call a security company, and a security company could come out, and then the security company could call the police. That's about all they can do right now. I mean, if a felony is actually occurring, they could try to stop that. But, you know, if the guy's just banging on my door the best they can do is call the police and have the police come take care of the guy, which I could just do that myself, right? So even if it were okay for the police to bill me, then then shouldn't I have the choice to whether or not I want to use government policing or if I wanted to use private policing, why couldn't I use that, right? Let's get some competition going. Maybe it makes the government policing even better. Maybe we start looking at response times and and we look at you know how many dogs a, a security company has shot and killed in the last year. What we see a lot of right now is that you've got one option and that's to call 911, right? And then a police department shows up and it doesn't really matter if you get what services you think you should be getting out of that, you're stuck with it. And you have to use their service. If you don't, then there are criminal reper repercussions there that they could enact upon you, and they probably will. So with this, um, with this man's argument that if government is providing me with a service, I need to pay for it, I kind of, I wonder about the logic in that. It makes it it makes it seem to me that, um, you know, kind of open the door to other things. If you follow that logic all the way through, then what if somebody just shows up at your house and mows your yard for you? Wouldn't you have to pay them for that? Well, as it stands, no, I shouldn't have to pay for that. Since I didn't contract with that person, I didn't ask that person to do it. I could probably make a pretty good argument that no, I do not owe you for that. Now, if I walk up and you're mowing my yard and I don't say anything to you until you're finished with it, eh, that might be, uh, you know, I would probably owe you for that one. 
And you know, if somebody shows up in my house and says, hey man, do you want me to mow your yard and we can strike a deal on how much that's going to cost? Yeah, sure, I'll let them mow my yard. That sounds pretty cut and dry to me. We wouldn't pay for something that that we didn't ask for, right? But with policing, we're paying for it even if we don't ask for it, or even if we don't get anything out of it. And following that logic, I kind of arrived at another conclusion, too. It's not just like somebody showing up to mow your yard. It's like somebody shows up and mows your neighbor's yard, and then they send you a bill for mowing his yard because they've saved you from pests that might be living in, in his yard. It's uh, you know, It's quite the rabbit hole there. If you start thinking about that you owe just because police might be providing some sort of a service by driving their cars around in a town that's, you know, six miles away. The nearest real town from me here is, I think, about six miles away. They have a police department. There's a county sheriff's department, I think. I've seen I've seen a, a sheriff's deputy drive, um, drive by up on the highway a couple of times, but I'm not really sure how that's keeping me safe. And I'm really not sure why I have to pay for that. I would, I'd be much better off if I could pay a private security company, you know, 20, 30 bucks a month to drive by my house once a day or once a night, whatever. I've never seen any kind of police car down this way. So I'm not really sure how, like, how they're keeping me safe. You know, if, if they catch a murderer, in Springfield, which is 30 miles from here. If they catch a murderer there, they catch some, let's say they catch somebody that that killed his wife. They need to bill her family or her estate if they want to get paid for that. It, you know, this guy wasn't killing me, and I doubt he was going to kill me. You know, it was a domestic dispute that went horribly wrong. They need to be they need to be charging the person who was most uh, most affected by that. In my job, uh, for instance, I don't work for any government agencies, but last week I was um, I was responsible for getting a couple of uh, they weren't they weren't like gangsters or something like they weren't on killing sprees or whatever. But I did manage to to get. Uh, three thieves off the street, and two of those guys were violent, or at least they had violent histories, uh, some warrants for some sort of abuse or whatever. Granted, I had to use the police to uh, to actually arrest them and take them to jail, because if I tried that, then um, I would face some criminal repercussions. But anyway, you know, I did the investigation. The police just came and determine who these people were and that they had warrants and they took them to jail and and they were able to do that because I had a nice ironclad case built against them anyway. So since I did that, since I since I was responsible for getting these people off of the streets, does that mean that everybody in the city of Springfield owes me something? I you know, I don't think they do because there was other reasons why I was doing that, but, but, you know, I mean, if you look at it right, I was helping to keep the people there safe. So 
do I get money for that, or does the company I work for, do they get paid for that? Of course they don't. They shouldn't. And I believe it's the same way with policing. I really don't think that that there is a valid argument for taxation not being theft. I think in every case, taxation is theft. If it were not theft, we wouldn't be calling it taxation. We would be calling it charity. And I honestly believe that in a free society, there would be some sort of policing. I don't think, well, I know it wouldn't be funded by compulsory taxation because that would, by definition, not be a free society, right? But people would form alliances. Businesses would um, would be created that provided security services at reasonable prices. And, you know, just like Walmart, Kmart, Target, different companies would offer different services. They'd offer different prices. You'd pick your own. And between that, I mean, you wouldn't have to buy it. You wouldn't have to buy services from somebody. It could just be family that help you out. Maybe you live in a closer-knit community now because, hey, everybody's got to watch out for everybody. You know, I don't have all the answers for it, but but a society would work even without taxation. This idea of taxation and, and stealing from people because you think you know better how to spend their money than they do. That's just, it's its crazy. I'm not sure why we still do it. Anyway, I think I pretty much beat that horse to death tonight. I went on long, much longer than I had planned to go on. So I think I'll wrap it up right here. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you get a chance, check out the Facebook page. Maybe share that. That would be great. That would really be helpful, actually. And until next week, go out, spread some freedom, start on your own front porch. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchast. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchast on Facebook.